We need small businesses. And right now, they need us. So Verizon is connecting big names in entertainment with small businesses around the country. Verizon brings you Pay It Forward Live, a weekly live stream featuring big names in entertainment to support small businesses. Tune in every Tuesday and Thursday on at Verizon's Twitter or Twitch, Yahoo, and Files Channel 501 at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Small businesses need us now more than ever. You are about to listen to the very first show from the This Feels Terrible 2016 Tour Across America. So far, shows have been in San Francisco, Portland. We have upcoming dates Monday, July 11th in Austin, Texas at the South Austin Brewery. Friday, July 15th in Pensacola, Florida at Odaiba. Tuesday, July 19th, St. Louis, Missouri at Blank Space. There are two shows Friday, July 22nd, Chicago, Illinois at the Foxhole. Tuesday, July 26th in Brooklyn, New York. York at the Annoyance. Don't miss your chance to hug Aaron McGathy on tour right now. this giant blanket here with my face on it, which I'm a little insecure about, but it's this beautiful art by Jenny Fine, and it deserves to be uh, put big. I'm not just obsessed with my own face, but you also might be looking at that and be like, that doesn't look like you. Uh, Welcome to the show. (laughs) I, uh, it's been a, it's been a, it's been a big day, and I'm not going to talk about that day, so I don't, I don't know why I mentioned that, but, uh, (laughs) Uh, lots of like revving up for tonight and I've been so excited about tonight and now it's and now it's happening Uh, before we get started we have a wonderful show for you guys I want to tell you about something uh, that was literally and emotionally terrible that happened to me this week this past Wednesday I um I recorded my my other podcast human conversation with Wayne Fetterman at And, and we record at Starburns, and we have been recording there for a long time, and I, I want to have a divorce, um, and, uh, but, things, but things are okay, so I still record there, and I go into the studio, and it's fine, and this is my last time recording there for a very long time, or I don't know, I don't know how, how long I'll be gone, but, but it felt like the last time in a long time, so at, after the recording, Dustin Marshall, producer Dustin, was like, do you want to do you want to go upstairs and see like what's going on in the on the top floor, which is where they make all the wonderful things that they make at Starburns? And I was like, yeah, I would love I would love to go up there. And so I went up there, and it was and it was fine. And I saw the cool stuff that they're doing at Animals, and I saw everything else, and it was wonderful. And but I I left feeling so uh, so shitty, like the, like when, when you has anyone ever like gone back to their old high school? Or brought somebody and been like, let's just walk around the campus. And you, end up, you leave and you feel like sick inside because you, because you know you're not actually supposed to be there or something has changed. Like aside from, aside from like the obvious uh, weird fact that I'm walking around, there are animators there and it's like, there's our boss's ex-wife. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> that's, a weird, that's a weird element to it. But uh, aside from that, it was really just that you know, so much has changed and seeing this space where I used to feel so 
welcome and not that they made me feel unwelcome but I used to be so like I'm gonna go I was about to say I'm going to dad's work which is let's not (laughs) let that sit Um, though dad is very close to Dan the the D-A-D D-A-N I'm gonna stop talking about that Uh, no Aaron no Uh, So, so as I as I was leaving, I was I was going to go meet my boyfriend for dinner, or go with my boyfriend to Mohawk Bend in Silver Lake, which is a really great restaurant. Lots of pork pie hats, <laughs> lots of hot young moms, uh, lots of hot ladies breastfeeding. Um, okay. <laughs> anyway, it's a very cool place, and I'm feel I'm feeling so 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 terrible, and like re- like just really anxious after this thing. I'm trying to feel better. And I'm trying to just coach myself through like breathing in and breathing out and, and let, letting go of everything. And, and when we get to the restaurant, I go up to the bathroom, which is, looks like a beautiful spa bathroom. It's all wood. It's not an important detail. But I, <laughs> I went into the bathroom just to have like a second by myself and, and to breathe. And I went into one of the stalls, and I'm, and I'm just thinking like everything's okay, this is just a feeling that's going to pass, and that's, it's, just a, it's just a weird thing, nothing's, nothing's bad. And I had been chewing gum, and as I was sitting down, I took the gum out and I put it into a piece of tissue paper, and I'm focusing on like how I'm breathing in, and I'm breathing out the bad. And I absent-mindedly, because I had the tissue paper in my hand, <laughs> applied it to my, to my chamber of secrets. <laughs> and, uh, and I, I like, w- like, was taken out of this meditation because the gum was spearmint, and I had like four pieces in my mouth because I'm a monster. And uh, I, and I, I noticed what had happened, and then I, I tried to, I tried to take it a- away, and it's, <laughs> it was so sticky. It was such sticky gum that it got like everywhere, and like, oh, I, I just, just all, all, all the valleys, all the, all the crevices, all, all over me, and I. I was, try- I was trying to take it off and it, and it was burning and it felt weird but then I well obviously it felt weird <laughs> um, and I tried to get a lot off and I, I, I or a lot I was like let's leave a little bit uh, no I, I tried to I tried to get it all off and I like warmed this paper towel but still like there was this residual like awful thing and I, I went down to the lobby and I told my boyfriend and, and he I mean he looked at me like the way that you would look at like if it was a little girl's Chris, not christening because she'd be a baby, but like a, a, your first communion and right before had gotten like chocolate ice cream all over her dress. Just like a, oh, <laughs> of course you did. Uh, and that's why we're together because he thinks things like that are endearing. Um, but I sat, I sat there and I felt, I realized that like I had felt that sensation before and I had kind of sensational deja vu and I remembered that when I was in college when I was a freshman in college 17 in San Francisco I went to this Thai restaurant with a couple of their students that I had met these two guys these film students and I had just gone with them on a like polyamorous date I guess to this uh, to this Thai restaurant and I I had just I had just lost my virginity and I was going through all these like new, like oh, I had no idea that I had this this thing here and that it did all this stuff. It's like uh, upgrade, upgrading your laptop, or like, and I and I was very interested in like the way that things felt. And I was, I remember I was wearing like this Western style shirt, 
and I was talking to these two guys, and I don't remember the na- their names, but I remember one of them looked like Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> and I liked that. Um, <laughs> to tell you my maturity level, I was like, ah, he looks like a video game. Uh, and I, I, ca- I always, at that time, I was carrying around mentholatum in my purse, which was v- Vaseline, which is basically Vaseline mixed with menthol. And I carried it with me because I liked putting it on my lips and it, like, it made me feel like tingly and sexy. I'm sure it made me smell like I was sick. But, <laughs> but I, it, was my, it was my thing. And I was having a good time talking to these guys. And I went to the bathroom and just like in a, I don't know what I was thinking, but I was just out of curiosity, just scooped it. And I went like, hmm. Uh, and then, uh, oh God, what, do, what is happening? And like, and, and the same burning, and then the same, and then going back to the table. But I didn't tell them that I had done that, obviously. And the moral of the story is that uh, the, I mean, there are so many morals. Like you, you could say <laughs> the the main the main thing that I took from that. Uh, when that happened on Wednesday, it was just noticing how detached I used to feel from like that part of my body, and how like when that happened before, it felt like a, I don't know, like I was, I, nothing I can say won't be totally disgusting, but like just it just felt like an attachment, or just I just didn't feel like it was it was me, and then on Wednesday it felt like like my whole body, it felt like I like, felt more connected, and I was like oh. That's cool. Like I'm a wreck, but um, <laughs> that's cool. And I solved it by ordering a spicy drink, which actually really did fix it. So that's that thing that happened. Yay! All right. So, <laughs> uh, so uh, coming first to the stage to tell a story is an amazing improviser, tweeter comedian. She's wonderful. She's on the wonderful improv group Wild Horses. Please welcome to the stage Erin Whitehead. Hi. Um, So (laughs) part of the story will end up probably reading like a defense on my part. And if that happens, just know you know me and not him. Um, So when I first moved to LA, uh, I was 21 and I didn't know a single person here and I just knew that I wanted to be a very serious actor and specifically I wanted to be Natalie Portman or Claire Danes, even though those were (laughs) taken. And um, I lived in this little tiny bachelor apartment uh, called Rancho, it was a, a complex called Rancho Los Feliz on Los Feliz Boulevard next to the golf course, if you know it. Um, and it was just this tiny, depressing apartment. And there I met uh, my first like boyfriend that I had as an adult that wasn't like a high school boyfriend. Um, he lived also in a very sad bachelor apartment. It was also very homesick. Um, he was from Texas, and so he liked to go to the mall because he said when he was inside a mall, it looked like Texas, like it could be Texas malls. Because <laughs> all malls look the same on the inside, like people, you know. Uh, so we would go to the mall a lot. And he was very afraid of um, any kind of new food, so we only ate at Olive Garden and Outback. Um, but I was a vegetarian, so we only ate at Olive Garden. <laughs> and um, he ended up being the first person I had sex with when I was 21, almost 22, and I was like, God, we really got to get this out of here. I'm done. So I was, um, the night that I knew we were going to do it, I guess we had talked about that we were going to do it, uh, we went to Saddle Ranch on Sunset Boulevard. <laughs> 
and I rode the bull. <laughs> Not a euphemism at this point, just truly rode the bull. And then we went to the Hustler store and, and like bought lube in case we needed it. And it was like the worst, like walking around with like porn stars next to me and I was like, I know that we're doing this to be like funny and ironic, but I was like, I wanna die. Like I'm actually gonna have sex later and there's like huge dildos and um, so I, we got back to our apartment complex and I ran to my bachelor apartment and I chugged a lot of Goldschlagers, which was the, alcohol I had in my apartment because I thought it was pretty <laughs> has gold flecks in it um, and I recommend it if you don't fireball kind of ripped it off really it's that was the original uh, so I went back to his his bachelor apartment and we put on U2 and uh, <laughs> we uh, we had sex to 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 a U2 song I was a little tipsy on my gold schlagers and Afterwards, uh, like, I, we were listening to the song, and I go, I love you too. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, what? You know, I didn't, oh, you know, and then he was like, oh, I go, and I was like, yeah, no, of course, I'm talking about the band. Like, um, and then this... This ended up being like a funny joke that we would tell at parties. And but the punchline was that like my boyfriend doesn't love me. So <laughs> we'd be like, yeah, the first time we had sex, I thought she said I love you. Oh, thank God. That's not what she was saying. And I was like so into how funny the narrative was. I was like, I'm so okay with this. Like uh we even told it to my mom, and I remember being, I was like, yeah, so mom, is this so, Patrick, tell it with me, it's so funny, like, so the first time we had sex, it was to you two, you know, the, the band, Bono, my mom's like, Bono, I know Bono, she calls him Bono, and I was like, right, you know, and, uh, and I was like, and I said, I love you too, and Patrick thought I was saying, I love you, and he freaked out, and Patrick was like, yeah, I was like, ooh, and my mom was just like, so unamused, you know, and I was like, it's hilarious, you don't get it. <laughs> so, so like, he's a very stoic, quiet guy, very, very kind, but not communicative. And after seven months, um, like, neither of us had said I love you, and I was like, I'd been feeling it for some time. So I, I, we were in my tiny bachelor apartment at this point, and, uh, <laughs> but I was on the upstairs neighbor at that point. And, I was, I remember I was like sitting in his lap, like a very tiny child, it was a very strange feeling, and I was like in these cow print pajamas that I bought because Allie McBeal had the same ones. <laughs> and at that point I thought, being neurotic is like so adorable, and in your 20s, it is. And then get older, and it's not, so drop it. But... <laughs> I like, I was like, I knelt in his lap and I was just like, I'm gonna say it. And like, I knew what he was gonna say back. Cause like, we'd been together for so long and we were so intense and like best friends and everything. And so I'm kneeling in his lap and I was like, I love you. And he said, I don't love you. I don't think I'm capable of loving anyone ever. And I, I was just like, so then I'm still kneeling on his lap and I start crying and then he's, he's comforting me. You know how horrible it is when someone's like comforting you because they don't like you? Like, <laughs> it's literally been the ending to every relationship I've ever had. 
oh, you want a day. Um, but he didn't want to break up. He was like, I really love spending time with you. I just, I don't think I'm capable of that emotion. And I was like, okay, yeah, no. And like, yeah, like this is where I should have absolutely broken up with him and been like, even if you do have problems, it's not on me to fix it. But in my mind, <laughs> like, this, so this was like a long, a long time thought process in my head. And so I, this, was a, this was my sexual fantasy at age eight. And I had one, I don't know why. <laughs> when I was eight, I desperately desperately fantasized that my mom would adopt a troubled boy from the streets <laughs> who was like 10 or 11 and he was so angry and like just had a lot of problems and had never been shown love and my mom would try to get through to him and he'd be like shut up don't talk to me and like my sister would try to talk to him and he'd be like oh, I don't want to talk to you and like and like he, he would like sort of be this like cloud in the house like this little rainstorm and so then in my fantasy, one night I'm like outside and it's raining and dark and I know I'm eight years old, I don't know why I'm outside, but <laughs> that is what is happening. And I'm like, I like walk by his window and I look in and I can just see that he's on the bed and he's wearing those like gray 80s sweatpants that like are tight on the ankles, you know, a little tight in the butt and no shirt. And, and I like crawl in the window and I get in the bed with him and at first he's like, like his back's like stiff like don't touch me I don't want to show emotions to anybody and I'm like and I just like put my little tiny eight year old arms around him and I'm like holding him and, and then eventually he like his body like relaxes and then he like starts shaking because he's crying <laughs> that was my fantasy then and that is my fantasy now <laughs> Uh, and so I took that with me for many years, and I still, I don't know where I got it, um, but I, I, in my mind, I was like, this is, like, I will get, to, I will get this out of him. Like, he wants to, he wants to love, he just doesn't know how. I was like, he's a feral cat, and I will love him till he loves me. <laughs> and it was, it was like, it was horrible. Like, it was, I, it was two years after that of him never saying it, and me staying, and like, very quiet guy, so we'd go to Olive Garden fucking four times a week, and I'd do a one-woman show. And I was like, working out material, and I would cry. We had this one waiter named Bobby who did a, definitely a fake English accent. He saw me cry at Olive Garden multiple times, uh, just out of frustration that my boyfriend didn't love me. Um, and I feel like I still, like my thing in relationships, I think, is I recognize people who have a hole where there should be like the ability to love and self-awareness, and I'm like, I'm going to hide in that dark place and I'm going to fix it up and I'm going to avoid my life and they are going <laughs> to love me for it. And then you like hide in there long enough and nothing gets fixed and you resent them because they don't love you and that's been every relationship. Anyway, I am available. <laughs> um, <laughs> but only if you're really fucked up. Uh, so, for, so for two years it was like, just, and I started, to, I started to be kind of mean to him because of it. Like I was like, I would take it out on him, like when I, the few times that I would eventually like give him blowjobs. And I mean, I was regular at first, but then you're upset about it. So I was like, fine, I'll give you a blowjob, but I want to be facing the TV so I can watch Friends. <laughs> and I would occasionally laugh. Like I'd occasionally have to take a break <laughs> from giving him a blowjob because I like Chandler would say something funny. <laughs> uh, so things were just deteriorating. And I finally, finally, finally broke up with him. And it was awful because like, I, because despite everything, he really was like a good friend to me and very loyal and not a bad guy, just absolutely ill-equipped. And so I did finally manage to break up with him and we didn't have any contact. And I had this like amazing feeling where I was like, oh my God, I, I missed me. Like, here I am. I'm back. I can't believe this. I'm back. Like, 
it felt so good to sort of just be like making decisions only for myself and not worrying about what anyone else thought. And I joined this like theater company that was run by this super weird older actor dude who lived in Ojai. And I was nannying and substitute teaching and like I felt very busy and great. And so two months after we broke up, he showed up at my door and was like, I love you. I think I've always loved you. I just didn't know how to say it. Now I'm ready. I'm here. And I was like, fuck. Like, because it, it, it's everything I wanted. Like, I wanted to hear that for so long. But he, I was with him for over two years not hearing it. And at that point, I was like, I livid. Like, I was <laughs> livid that he would come when I was happy and done with him. But I couldn't, even though I was like, I was so mad, I couldn't quite recognize what was going on. And I, I couldn't bring myself to say no because it felt like throwing away what I'd wanted for so many years. And so I was like, okay, we can get back together. But I was really like, just felt so weird and sad about it. So around that same time, he had to go out of town for work. And I was in this theater company with this weird oh hi dude. And this guy was like, um, I'm doing this thing where I, uh, I take photographs of women and then I paint portraits of them. Uh, again, you know, you can do whatever you want. Like some women are nude, some women are fully clothed. You can do whatever you want. And I was like, cool, I'll come up and do that. And he was going to pay me $20. So I was really excited. <laughs> um, I was like 24, 25 at this point. So I, <laughs> I drove up to Ojai and I think I like knew exactly what, what I was going to do. And I had all my music with me and I get to his house and I was like, um, I was like, where's your, where's your wife? Like, is she here? Cause I was like, they're artsy. Oh, people. Like she knows about this. She was in the hospital getting a hysterectomy <laughs> and his baby was like being babysat by someone else. And I don't know why he wasn't with the baby or the wife. Like the whole thing was so odd already, but I was like, hmm, cool. Okay, let's do this. And so he like puts on my music and he starts pouring me wine. And I was just like, you know, you're only in your twenties once. Like, I think it would be so fun, just in a totally like artsy, cool way, to just like pose in my underwear. Like, I think that would be really just like, oh, hi, cool. You know, like, <laughs> innocent. So, meaning nothing. This will be great. And so I like get down to my bra and underwear, but it's like, I'm 25. I don't get, I'm not in my body and knowing what sexy is <laughs> like I am now. Um, <laughs> So I start doing like Ma like Maxim magazine <laughs> poses where I'm like, like it's like the deer in headlights look with like a part of my body stuck out like like boobs are forward and I'm like I don't know daddy like I don't know um, and I'm like still drinking wine I've got like Mazzy Star playing and then like the sneaker pimps and then Guns N' Roses which is like all my sex music you know and uh, then I was like. Taking I'm gonna take off my bra, yeah. And then I was like, I'm, I'm gonna take off my panties. I said panties, oh, I hate myself. Um, <laughs> uh, so I'm fully nude, and I'm still like, like kneeling, like doing the like thrusting, like, yeah, oh, daddy, mm. who am I? I don't know, what's going on? Why did I decide to do this, daddy? <laughs> and he at one point goes, let me, um, have you got like a um your hair let me i'm just gonna like fix it for you and he comes up and then suddenly he's like oh, oh and like comes in and we're making out and he's like a fat older i love fat people but this is just to give you an idea <laughs> older like it's like that hard hard beer gut like character actor <laughs> 
I know, that's the worst part, right? Uh, fully clothed. And the worst part is really is that he's fully clothed and I'm fully fucking naked. And we make out, and, and it's the kind of make out where I'm like, it's not like I could say later, like, I was drunk or I forgot or this was wrong. I was like, this is so horrible. This is the worst thing I could possibly do. I am not turned on and I'm doing this anyway. Like, I was like, I am making a choice to do the worst thing I can think of right now in my mind. And we made out for probably 10 minutes, and then I was like, I gotta go. <laughs> so I'm like, putting on my clothes, run out the door, of course forgot my music, so I had to go back the next day with a friend and be like, hey, how are you? Oh my gosh, yeah, totally. Like, the, the worst <laughs> n- normal that I could ever do. Got my music, got my Mazzy Star, uh, <laughs> which I would need for headshots soon enough anyway. And I left, and I went back to LA to my tiny bachelor apartment, and I like wrote about the whole thing in my journal about how weird I felt and like why I thought I did it and just how shitty it was and then I was talking to Patrick on the phone and he was like you should come see me like I'm still I'm gonna be shooting at this location for a while and you could come stay in the hotel and I was like great great and he gives me directions and I write it on the page that's in front of me which is the next page in my journal and I put that on the front of my car and I drive up to go see him and I I'm in the hotel room with him and it's like I'm kind of finally like okay I do love him and I feel horrible about what happened but I also sort of like I'm letting myself off the hook for this one because like I I knew it was shitty but I was also like this is not me like having had sex with someone else or falling in love with someone else this is like me acting out and doing a stupid thing and then I was like oh shit I forgot my lip gloss in my car Uh, and he was like I'll get it don't worry you already like took a shower yeah he goes down in my car and he comes up and he was kind of quiet and we get in bed and and like we're lying there for a while and he suddenly goes Aaron, I did a bad thing. And I was like, okay. And I was like, oh my God, I hope he cheated on me because then we could just be even. Um, and he was like, I saw your journal on the front seat and I um, <clears throat> I read it. And I was like, oh, um, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And he was like, I think I understand why you did it. And like, was so, so nice about it that it made it far worse yeah like because it's like apologizing to someone who's already forgiven you and you're like no you really need to know how sorry I am and he's like no I get it like you were upset I'm like I know but you need to not get it as much because really I want to convince you how it was horrible it was we get through that but truly like I felt so bad that I stayed with him for two more years knowing I did not want to be with him so in hindsight, that doesn't sound like a nice thing to do, but <clears throat> we hurt each other. Anyway, uh, that is it. Thank you, you guys. Hey, Aaron Whitehead, everybody. That was a wonderful stream. And now we have entered the interview portion <laughs> of the show. Uh, Today, uh, first This Feels Terrible live show on the This Feels Terrible live tour, I am interviewing uh, someone I've known for a while, uh, but haven't talked about these things with, I don't need to clarify that. You know him from Love on Netflix, and you know him from the Birthday Boys, and you know him from the Doughboys podcast. Please welcome uh, on the stage, to the stage... At every stage, Mike Mitchell! Welcome. Let's say, oh, I, like we weren't talking backstage. Oh, hello. 
Well, you guys know what no is, is backstage. I, I refuse to talk to anybody. And I'm like, save it for the stage. I save didn't the do it very much. This is the first time I've seen you since I've been here, sort of thing. I was lying. I saw her backstage. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, we have to, to make sure that everyone knows that we're not enemies. We are because not enemies. We are not sure. enemies. Yeah. But you know there's a whole rumor about us being enemies. There's no rumor <laughs> like that. No, there's no there are no rumors about me being enemies with anyone. It's kind of frustrating. I am so nervous right now. I am <laughs> I am I I am a little I'm a little nervous too, but I think I'm mm-hmm. nervous for different reasons. You're nervous okay. because you think that I'm going to like drill you. Yes. I mean <laughs> You think I'm going to uh, drill you. I, I seduction. Uh, I I'm an open book about a lot of stuff, which I think maybe yeah. you know I, I talk about stuff too much. What celebrity does your dick look like? <laughs> uh, but actually that's not that bad of a question. Or like Or when, um, if if you if someone was to tell you <laughs> if someone was to tell you look Peter Dinklage. <laughs> Because you, your dick likes trains. My dick likes trains. <laughs> Referencing the station agent, Peter Dinklage's <laughs> most famous project. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, don't, don't be nervous. But it makes okay. me feel better that you're mm-hmm. nervous. Okay, good. Good. Yeah, I'm very Because I like nervous. everybody around me to be really uneasy. <laughs> no, I don't I don't want you I don't want you to be nervous. What's going on in my head right now is like, oh, I hope this is good enough. Oh please. or like um no, I know. Is this the best show anyone's ever uh, attended? <laughs> I keep <laughs> I keep on looking looking over to my friends who are in the audience. Just I'm looking this like, way to you. They're under a very red light. They are. So I can't help but yeah, look Brand, at them. Brandon Sorry, and guys. Zach from the Guy Friends episode, if anybody <laughs> heard that. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, it must be exhausting coming to these shows because I just want you to like keep on nodding at me. Uh, you could do better. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Don't don't be nervous. What's the, what's what's the thing you're most worried about revealing? <laughs> what would be a nightmare for people to know? My, there's no nightmares. I've, my romantic history, you know, it's a tiny little book. Uh, I, <laughs> I'll refer to my questions that I wrote beforehand. Okay. Top of the paper says Mike Mitchell interview. First question, uh-huh. what's your deal? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. The great ones, Charlie Rose. And all the others, and Aaron McGathy. What's okay. my deal? And what's your deal? Yeah, what's your deal right now? Also, I like that you're wearing a Doughboys t-shirt underneath. That's great. It's kind of pathetic. I bought five of them, and now <laughs> they'll go into my rotation of shirts that I wear. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I think I'm kind of an open book, like I said before. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what do you think my deal is? Because I, 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 I'm, I'm, as far as, like, what my my romantic life or just my just me and regular? No, just do you have any discounts or deals <laughs> on your services? <laughs> do you move furniture? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm going uh, out of business. Uh, I um. I mean, uh, I'm, I, yeah. here, here's my thing: is I'm a frustrating man. I'm kind of like a man child in a lot of ways, mm. like we see in all those funny movies we all like. Yeah. Except, <laughs> except it's not that funny in real life. Except there's not a hot 
half Brazilian woman that just wants you to fix things and yes. then she'll come back and yeah no there's there no that does not exist there's replace that with two kittens I got recently I know, um, which is, yeah which is there we go that's exciting. nice yeah. people like that um, yeah. Wally well, yes Wally and Irma that's yeah like, you remember I li- their names I li- yeah. amazing I'm a hero um, <laughs> we have kittens I, I have kittens I I turned I turned 33 in October, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I feel like the last few years for me have been kind of toughish years. I guess you could say it's been romantically, professionally, romantically, yeah, a little bit, and then yes, just just life wise, there was like some things I went through that yeah, were yeah, tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah over the course yeah. of the last five years. So I, I feel like I'm coming out of that right now if you want me to be very honest which this feels too honest this is why i was nervous i don't no, want people yeah. to know this side of me but I, I i feel like i'm now just coming out of like like four or five years of, of a tougher time i guess yeah yeah see everyone got that got dead no, everybody's, silent everybody's everybody's <laughs> listening yeah. yeah um so as far as 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 romantic sides i don't know i, I was a late bloomer i guess you could say surprised yeah. is anyone surprised <laughs> No. I was a late bloomer. When did when did you have your first like makeout? My first makeout was kind of early, I guess. Well, not early, but I was like thirteen or something. Oh, that is super early. That's, but it was a game of but spin like, the bottle. Okay. And well, then like I, mean, I got a... the girl, and they were like, "Yeah," because I was like goofy. And, and then they were like, Wait, I remember like someone being knew that you were goofy. Or was this a spin the bottle in Boston or not Boston, but it, what was the in t- Quincy, Massachusetts, in Quincy. Near, yeah, nearby yeah, Boston, yeah. Yeah. where guys would just throw a bottle at the girl for the goofy guy. And you, you threw got a bottle her? and whatever girl it hit, yeah, you took Give it home. to the goofy guy. <laughs> I, I spun the bottle and I remember being like, ah, no one wants it to be me. You know what yeah. I mean? And then, well, it's true. And then it, it, it landed on this one girl and then we made out. And I remember her being like, he's actually a good kisser. <laughs> That's right. No. So I had that going for me 20 years ago. So. I know I'm interviewing you, but I went to a Christian summer camp when I was in the fifth grade, and that's where I experienced spin the bottle for the first time, oh, and there man. were a bunch of kids sitting around in a circle under the stars, and I remember wanting to be a part of it, because I was like, I've heard of this in movies. Oh, yeah. Um, but I they, love it. I mean, I wish yeah. it happened more and more growing up. <laughs> Hell, I would... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, if it lands this way, it's very awkward. And if it lands this way, it's yeah, also awkward. You have to awkward. go through and kiss everybody in the audience. <laughs> wow. That's what you have to do. This theory is going to get shut down immediately. <laughs> but in that spin the bottle game, every time it was my turn, the head mm-hmm. like popular guy said, like, hey, like, is it cool if you don't spin it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. That's worse than mine even. I'm sorry. <laughs> that I was like, oh yeah, no, totally, yeah, 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 no, sure, yeah, of course, no, you guys are experts. <laughs> See, I was, I was, I was, I was, you know, we were probably both the funny one a lot growing up, right? Like, uh... Yeah. <laughs> uh, I wasn't, I wasn't funny until high school. Be- okay. Before that, I was like the tragic one. <laughs> oh, man. Like, at that summer camp, my nickname was Dog Bait, because oh there was God. a camp dog that loved everyone. 
except old Aaron McGathy and would bark at me and so they called me they called me dog bait and then um, I was younger than the other girls in the camp and they all had bras and when they took off their shirts I was like ooh these bras and then everyone was like she's looking at me she's gay and then my counselor pulled me aside and told me it was okay to be gay and I was like what is this nightmare I got handed it what was that 15 or so years ago right uh, that guy was just saying that guy was progressive and good. Oh, yeah, yeah. His words were good. <laughs> Even though he maybe he was wrong, but uh, right, he or right. she were wrong. But, yeah, 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 yeah. They were right. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> Let me go back to my, my very deep list of questions. Oh, no, I can. Uh, number two. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, what are you, like, what, do you, what, do you, what is your relationship style? Huh. Well, that's a dumb, that's a stupid question. No, no, that's a, that's a fine question. I mean, for I mean, me, like, I, are I you think like Because I can say, I can guess what you are. Yeah, please do. I will, because uh, it will make it easier for me. <laughs> uh, well, I, uh, I would, I, uh, looking at you, not looking at you, knowing you, I would think mm-hmm. that you were like a really attentive, like overly sweet guy who maybe wouldn't say when things were bothering him. And then those would maybe build up. And then I would get angry. Yes. Yeah. That sometimes does happen. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. you rage. And then I would rage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, that's... As that's... You start, when I said that, I imagine you spinning a circle saying, Mitchell! Because <laughs> everybody's a Mortal Kombat character. <laughs> anyway, sorry. It's not as... It, it so just... you hit women. Go on. Uh, no. Uh. <laughs> You're a nice guy until you can't control it anymore. It's like, turn the lights up, <laughs> ladies! <laughs> I, uh, it's, it's, it does not get that. I'm not. I, I've never done anything like no, that. No, I know. I'm so sorry. Keep the lights on. <laughs> um, I think. Uh, I think that there's been times where like I'm like all of a sudden I'm like Jesus fucking Christ and I get like mad. I think my dad had that a little bit too. I think yeah, I yeah. got that from him. Mm. Uh, I haven't had like a ton of girlfriends in my life. I think I've had like really truly three girlfriends in my entire yeah. life. On Facebook yesterday, I had a. Mm. Did you have the same memory pop up? Was it me and you? It was me and you and one of your ex girlfriends from oh, like. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Just in time. Thanks, Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> and you were wearing you were wearing a red socks t shirt. Oh, okay. So this is this okay. This is like two thousand six. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. That was like probably my first real girlfriend. I told you I was a late bloomer. Yeah. And I, I had a lot of problems as far as like I was a goofy guy. And here's here's my here's my deal to go a little bit back into the old question, is that I've never I've never truly I've never been a cool popular guy or fit in with the jocks. I've never been, I'm not smart enough to be a nerd. So I'm just kind of like, I float in this no man's land <laughs> where no one, I, I don't I, like, I, I have a, I have a great group of friends and I, and I love a lot of people, but, but, but I, but I, but I've always kind of felt like a weird kind of floating orb mm. that doesn't, that, it, that is hard to categorize. <laughs> and I feel like that hasn't helped me as far as like, I think in college, maybe at sometimes I, I had, I had like weight issues and I wanted, to be like I joined crew because I wanted to get in oh, shape oh rowing crew rowing crew oh, okay yeah. I was imagining just like it's a such... group of friends with backwards hats yeah we, I joined I joined crew I'm still a member oh uh, yeah cool um, and uh <laughs> And it was one. It was like a. It was kind of like a dorky sport. But I was like, I'm gonna get in shape or whatever. Finally, because yeah. I didn't have any girlfriends in high school, and I kissed like a couple girls up till college, and like, 
like in you know nothing special sort of way like one time in Aruba <laughs> I remember when I was in Aruba before we went to college uh, her name was Natalie Holloway um, <laughs> I was trying so hard to remember her name that's great um, <laughs> I it, dropped her off somewhere she said she was fine <laughs> Oh, that's fucked up. I'm sorry to everyone. Um, I wrapped her like a present I with a went, giant tag that said four kidnappers. I got a, a mug thrown in my head. No, that's the, a terrible thing. Obviously. At the bar, she she disappeared from, for real. Really? Yeah, a mug thrown in my head I'm, before Okay. Before she ever visited. Um, just make that clear. Very clear. Um, uh, I remember in Aruba like, making out with a girl. I think this is before, right before I went to college, or maybe it was the first year after college mm. and we were like on a beach and it was her and her friends and they were like a couple of them making out with like random Rubens and uh <laughs> and she was like she like after we were sitting there for a second she was like we did it girls and I was like oh they oh. were all gonna like they all want to like make out with the guy or like they, they like all like had a plan to like hook up with a guy or something and I was uh, one of the, I was one of the people we've all that. done it and then they had these like really fucked up patches that they started ironing <laughs> on their sashes so oh. there, I didn't have a ton of romantic experience I feel like like I, when I lost my virginity should I say this I, I'm embarrassed I mean I, everyone here was hoping that you were still a virgin but sure I mean uh, I was yeah. 22 years old so <laughs> like the end of college and uh, it, it was it was hard for me. It bugged me a lot. I feel like yeah, because I felt like I when I lost needing like, to lose your virginity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was something. I mean, like when I was like fourteen years old, like some of my friends in Quincy were like having sex and stuff, and I was like, mm. hey, it's right around the corner for me. Yeah. And then like a decade later, <laughs> not a decade, but close to it. How like did you did you so you had pressure from your friends in that way, or was there also just like. I don't know, all those movies about losing your virginity and everything. I think a lot of guys can can agree with this, that, and it's not a good thing, mm-hmm. but, like, there's a lot of, like, like people will make fun of you or it's, like, a self-worth thing and guys brag about it, and they're douchey, and it's, yeah. it's not a good thing, but it is a thing that gets in your mind, and you're like, what's wrong with me? Why can't I do this if this is a thing that everyone is doing? Yeah. And so I think that stuck with me a little bit for a while. And then I would like to be like, and then it all came coming and like was, <laughs> and then it, it all came coming great. It and all she came was hovering coming. above me cause my cum was so fucking strong <laughs> she was scared <laughs> like that opened the floodgates I was <laughs> a ladies man my baby. cum went through the ceiling and there was a girl lying on her stomach and I fucked her too <laughs> <laughs> that's that actually I would like to see that happen <laughs> it didn't it didn't it didn't happen like that I feel like that girl when I was like 24 or 25 was like kind of felt like my first real girlfriend mm. and like uh, and 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 it was that weird thing of, and, I, and, and I was like it's so many times I've been like I want and here, this this will explain that second question of yours of like I want to be in a relationship and I, and I want to and like I want to make it work I want to be with someone and then I think I sometimes push myself into one and then I'm like, I don't know if I really love this person. Yeah. And that is something that matters to me is that, like, it does. You it does matter to fuck. me. <laughs> it's terrible if it doesn't it does. matter, yeah. I guess. Is, but, but, but there's, and then it will be crushing to be like, oh, I, like, I don't really, and, and I feel like of everyone I've dated, like, there's only one girl that I've, like, been like, oh, I actually, I loved her. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Too deep. What? Too deep. Too much stuff. <laughs> Just what I feared. No. <laughs> I'm going to get under this table. <laughs> uh, but my relationship style is, 
I don't know. I don't love to go out too often anymore. Right. Um, but I used to love to like drink and party a lot. I don't know. I, I, I but I just like someone to watch movies with and and hang yeah. out with and yeah. and and uh, but I, I don't know if I'm a good. I don't know if I'm a good boyfriend. I, I try to be, mm. but right now I, I'm I'm like I want to make myself better. Sure. Yeah. To, of to, course. Like be in a place where I'll, where I'll feel good about it. But That's then I, so important. Yeah. Because if you don't, then you then you end up dating somebody who's fulfilling you in like a bad yeah personal growth way. That's, For sure. Yeah. 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 He's bad. No, you should hold out. Yeah. Because she's out there. Yeah, <laughs> she's dumb. out there. I mean, that's true. That is. And true. sometimes she's closer than you think. And it, I, I feel like a, a bad side effect of. Like, you know, like, not dating a lot is like, there is a part of me that's like, you got to date. You got to get out there. Yeah. You got to date. Yeah, yeah. And do you remember, you told me something oh, no. one time. At, there was what? a house party at Harris Whittle's house. You remember mm-hmm. this? And you, I was with the girl who actually, like, is the girlfriend who I, like, probably, like, loved. Uh, and we and we broke up. But you were like, you're going to break up with her. And you're going to sleep with, like, a million girls. And then you're going to get married. Wow. Do you remember that? No, I don't, I don't remember that. We broke up. Yeah. The rest of it hasn't come true. <laughs> I, I'm sure what I was what I was what I was saying was that Bill. It was be, very. It was very. Nice. It sounds like I was saying. Okay, that's good. <laughs> no, I think you were trying to help me. I, I mean, like. Yeah. No. Oh yeah. no. Of course, I would never. <laughs> I like, will set his life on a path of destruction. Uh, no, I, 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 yeah, that. I mean, that that does. It does sound like something I would say that, but I, but I think I. I well, what I was probably been, saying always, was like you need to, to like date more people. Yes, because so, because I've always had uh-huh. the feeling about you that you're like, well, we like each other. This yeah. is my impression of you. Apparently, we like each other. <laughs> my mom made. Or a pancake. <laughs> I'm 70 years old and Jewish. <laughs> yeah. uh, the deli is closed on Saturdays. What? Uh, it's a holy day, but yes, we want to go to the. Um, <laughs> the uh, yeah, but like you needed to. to yeah, you've always, you've yeah. always been. You've always kind of told me stuff like for real. You really have That's been. Good. Like, yeah. Well, and, I think I'm. I think very highly of you. Oh, and likewise. I think you're very. Dateable. Yes, I don't know. I, I've I've been. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that I feel like I've been like nervous about. I've I've I've, I've feared rejection for a lot of my life. And, sure. and and then I think when I I mean like I don't want to make it sound all sad. When I came out here, I did go on dates and stuff, and those mm. are also awful. How much and, uh, were they? What's that? <laughs> I'm just checking. How much what? I said how much were they? But I. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> See, that's Downtown. the other side of me. I'm fun to make fun of. I like making fun of myself. Yeah, too. Oh, I, lo- I yeah, I love being made fun of, but I love yeah. It's, a nice, it's, a, it's a nice quality. But it, and then it is like that sort of thing of if you if you meet like a girl and I'm trying to impress her or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm, but then I also be like I'm a piece of shit, and then. She's like, <laughs> I don't care. How do you try to impress a girl? Well, let's okay. Let's end. Let's end the interview with this okay we're we're at a bar uh-huh you may yeah well right. like i'm sitting i'm sitting by myself i have i have a drink let's pretend this is like something like very pink like it looks like i'm out to to party okay grapefruit juice yeah <laughs> and i'm i'm checking my phone mm-hmm. and oh oh there's a there's a party happening later at this bar you recognize me from the, the, the story only takes about 10 minutes, this background story. 
you recognize me as a like we have me, our mutual friend. It's it's his birthday. Okay. And you you recognize me from this, and you from social media like know that I'm single, and like yeah. you've never seen me in person, mm-hmm. and you're like, whoa, it's twice as good. <laughs> All okay. right. All right. So we both got there. So okay. So I'm just sitting. All right. Okay. So I approach. I hope. I mean, maybe you just start jerking off in the corner, but I hope you approach. All right. This will be. This would be my walk up. This is to myself. The first part. Okay. Wow. It's twice as good. <laughs> hey. Hey. What's going on? Oh, hi. Aaron, how are you? Yeah, yeah. Mike. Yeah, Mike. Yeah. Oh, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. We never uh, met in person. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. You're here for Buzzard's birthday. <laughs> yes. Buzzard. The old, buzz man. Old, old Buzzard now. Yeah, He's getting yeah, old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. How do you know Buzzard? Are you friends with him or? Uh, <laughs> this is as good as it would go. <laughs> Actually, he's he's dating my roommate. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, and then we, we kind of became friends and. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, he's he's a, he's a great guy. Yeah, yeah, he's really nice. Yeah. Uh, do you wanna? Do you, oh, you have a drink. What is that? Grapefruit juice or something? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's half grapefruit juice, half water. Oh, um, are you, I'm you... setting a base. <laughs> You're, are you trying not to drink tonight? I don't like to drink too much. Oh, either. really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm trying not to drink so much. I tend to have like two drinks and then it, then I just become a complete mess. Oh, all right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm That's not true. <laughs> I'm not yeah. going to have too much either, but, uh, Oh, cool. Well, me- and then by the way, I already would have said, okay, see you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, Mike Mitchell, everybody. Excellent. <laughs> It went. That's so sad. It went like how my normal life went. <laughs> I thought it was supposed to be a fun ending. Where... Oh, okay, okay. No, this is hours All later. Right. Hours later. Oh. I've, I've like, I've definitely given in. Oh shit. All right. I was just. Uh, I was pretending we just had sex. <laughs> and you're after sex noises. Huh, oh. huh, like you just oh. saw a plane crash from in the distance. <laughs> oh, God, I hope they're okay. <laughs> okay, okay. Oh, have you, um, this is going to sound like a weird question, but have you seen the station agent? (laughs) And scene. I love it. Yay. All right. Stay out here. Uh, I'm going to walk onto the stage. Next, my my co-host of Human Conversation. He is, you've seen him on Curb Your Enthusiasm. You've seen him on Step Brothers. You have never, you never saw him on the show Friends. <laughs> Welcome to the stage, Wayne Fetterman! He was so sensitive. I love this. I won't be Wayne is dressed this. as a child going to his first rugby practice. <laughs> I'm not good with clothes. I'm not good with clothes. I have, I have other qualities. I have other qualities. Is, I a good one. Needless to say, the gap. Needless to say. They okay. get all my money. They get all my clothes. Budget. <laughs> so, Wayne, you're, yes. you are a love advice 
expert. Of course, for years. <laughs> for years. <laughs> give, her, give him the stats. Give the Fetterman stats about relationships. All right. Never been married. <laughs> uh, has had, but has had long, long, long-term relationships. One long-term. Two. Well, well you had one that was like a marriage. Count? Yeah, I had one. And then you had one that was three years? Three years. Year. Yeah. Three years. Would you count that long? As a long relationship? Three years? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know what the cutoff not is. Not a long, is that... long relationship, but yeah, yeah. Not a long, long, but okay. Yeah, so but then I've long... had two. I mean, what I'm saying is you're not like, you're not somebody who's who's never been in a relationship. No, You've never no. been married, but like that doesn't, no, you know, no, no. doesn't mean anything. Have you ever gone on a little dating spree that everyone's telling me to do? Or... <laughs> <laughs> Wayne did announce a few weeks ago to me that this was his, he could feel this was his summer of romance. <laughs> okay. First of all, I call it the summer of love, but that's all right. All right. <laughs> I tried to elevate it above just romance. Um, I'm going to try. We'll see what happens. It's been 10, we're nine days in, right? Yeah. <laughs> we're nine days in. So far, nothing. Nothing. So far. Are you putting yourself out there in any sort of new way? Well, I wouldn't, I, I, can, I don't think I can do the apps and the, Swiping and all of that. It's, it's too, I'm too high profile. It's too weird. Yeah. Too weird. To be too weird for the girls. Exactly. All right. Yeah. The girls. Have- the girls. Maybe that's the problem that I refer. To. <laughs> that could be the right. <laughs> so we started a little late. So we gotta. We're oh. actually it's gonna be a. Uh, yeah. Okay, we'll do hit and runs. Let's do it. Yeah, hit and runs. Now run. these oh. are from people in the audience. Yes. Okay, let's do it. Yes. Oh man. Okay. Let's go. Okay. This is a. Okay. This is a paragraph. <laughs> Um, okay, this is very loaded. Oh, boy. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think that, la- okay. that last one was for me. <laughs> just say things, just take it. All right. How do I know a connection is deep enough How to deserve another try? So I'm assuming this person, you know, was connected to somebody. They did something or there was something. It was like, well, should we try this again? Connections. Well, that explained it really well. <laughs> They're not here together, right? Wait, we don't have to pull, like point them out or anything. No, no. Okay, stand up, no. walk to the front. <laughs> we're going to judge what you're... Uh, I have no... Okay, again, I'm an expert. Um, I, I would assume it's just a feeling, right? Well, here, let me hear it again. Let me hear it again. Let me hear it again. How do I know... How do I know... A connection is deep enough to deserve another try. Well, what would you say, Aaron? Then <laughs> I can disagree with that. That's usually the way our podcast I say, works. I would say that connection, connection and compatibility are two very different things. Oh, yeah. yeah. You may be very connected to somebody, but maybe you guys don't work as, uh, as partners. Maybe the thing to do is to, to give, it, give yourself some space and then be friends later and have, yeah. Mm-hmm. I had crushes on those two bozos once upon a time. Wow. Hey. <laughs> Sorry, nice. I thought that would get a bigger laugh. I didn't mean to make you. I didn't mean, mean to make you feel weird. <laughs> Though I did just find a journal entry about like describing my crush on Zach, which was so unnerving. Um, he was wearing a nice shirt. He's so nice, but also like distant. <laughs> His girlfriend, my friend, also sitting there. That does sound attractive. Yeah. Um, All right. Okay, next question. What is love? Go ahead. This is just all for me? Me? The two of us? Sure, yeah. Well, you know, 
for centuries the poets no, and the philosophers have been trying to answer that when question. When you say when you say when you've said I love you to someone, right? Why are you saying it? What does that mean when you say it? Just desperate to keep them around. <laughs> So it's a, manip- it's an, a manipulation technique right? is what <laughs> Right? Yeah. You say it so you can hear it. Am I doing something wrong? Am I saying something? <laughs> <laughs> what does it mean when someone says it to you? Um, book a tour. Get out of town. Um, <laughs> I don't, I, this is the weird thing is like, I feel like love, I, I have a different, I think of love as something you do as opposed to something you say. Because I've seen people use of the course. word love so many times to manipulate. Sure. And, and this doesn't make you unique. This is a. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I, so I, <laughs> I love I'm saying it with such like, yeah, that's what, like I'm the first one to say that it's not a trick for me. <laughs> no, but I'm saying I, I'm more interested in what someone does than what they say. Okay, so, so then what would be a love thing that someone would do? Well, obviously, if they're like you know, <laughs> you know they bring you a hot dog. <laughs> Check mark. <laughs> I don't know. It's I. You know, it, this is a weird question because if you really drill down or unpack, those are the two things we were talking about the other day. <laughs> um, that some somebody once a said that, that love that like people feel people fall in love with people because of the way they make them you feel. Have mm. you ever heard that? Sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, this is all basic stuff, I'm right? I'm to you. I'm patronizing. You're both better people with each other, right? Yeah, I think it's someone who elevates you and you can be completely yourself and comfortable with. I don't and know. And want to have, you know, Sex. sexual relations okay. with. So hard for a 56-year-old man. <laughs> uh, just turned 57. 57, yeah. Just turned 57. Um, <laughs> I yeah. knew that, but I didn't want to correct it because I, I didn't, okay. Yeah, because I'm so much more attractive at 56. Uh, so uh, it's a more divisible number. Um, uh, I don't. I don't. I, so don't, I actually don't think that you should be with someone because who you're attracted makes to you, them. No, of course. I I think that's very important. Okay. What but else I, are you going to disagree with? Go ahead. I'm here. Um, I, 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 you know, I don't think you should be with somebody because you think that they're going to make you a better person. Because I think that's very similar to them uh, filling in holes. I think you should be with somebody who likes you and loves you for the same reasons that you like yourself, and then you become a better person because oh, you are yourself. Yeah. You know, as yeah. Opposed no, to I like, agree with that. I wouldn't say makes you. I would just say like, yeah, that I think that's what, and that you feel that way about them. I always had this. Thing that like you can tell you're in a good relationship and I know this is going to sound a little like from a privileged point of view but like the gold bars yeah the, the Krugerrands the are no the uh, <laughs> no when you're happy when their car is in the driveway like you're just happy that they will be there when you you know as yeah. opposed to like ah oh, guess who's some relief yeah 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 I don't yeah. obviously that, what do you think no, I, I, that, 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 that hit a nerve with me. I, 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 there's so many people. I'm like, they have to see their car. I'm like, oh fuck, that sucks. What if the car Uh-oh. has like comic strips on the side okay. of it, or like looks right. looks like a clown eating an ice cream cone? 
Ah, there then it is. Then you're saying you like the car, but you don't like <laughs> the person. Yeah, yeah, you're excited about the car. Oh, that's tough. Kill the person. Take <laughs> but, but right before they die, have them sign over the deed. Yes. The deed, whatever it's called. The title. <laughs> <laughs> Dustin, is, is, is the finale here? Excellent. Okay. All right. One... I don't know. We're done. We're done with the questions. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's so one many... with a little smiley okay, face. Okay, okay. Well, it. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go through these, and you just answer them with one okay. word. Okay. Can I look at this one? Speed round. Speed yes. round. Speed round. How do you get over someone you have to see every day and cannot, and you cannot quit? Also, what if they are a narcissist? Please advise. <laughs> go after him. <laughs> That this, is tough. That is tough. I feel sorry for that person. This one is literally. You're in love with someone and they don't love you, and you have to see him every day. Yikes. Yeah, you will. You'll get over it. Just it's. A, it's a little bit harder, but just try to. It's a drawing of someone putting a finger in a butt. <laughs> that is exactly what this is. What does this mean? And then it says in quotes, "Does this feel terrible?" And it's a picture of somebody putting. It looks like someone's picking jelly beans out of a. Wow, and also, there's a very poetic way to put that. <laughs> there's, an a, there's an action noise that says, boop. <laughs> okay. Wayne and Mike Mitchell, everybody. Wayne Federer right, and Mike Mitchell. Do I leave? Thank you so much, guys. Um, actually, I'm going Do to... Do I walk off? Did I'm going to commission you guys to move the table oh, and yes. the mics off the stage. Okay, all right. Oh, that will reveal my, will reveal my rosé underneath the table. Oh, no, no, right. Yeah, it's right here. Yeah, let's take the table off the stage. Okay, so the show, the show is almost over. But the, before, before I bring out this person, I want to let you know, um, in case, uh, because I'm about to go on tour, I'm just going to hold this like, a, like an award. Uh, thank you. Uh, this, is, this is what a young divorcee drinks. Um, <laughs> um, okay, yes, before we get to this finale, I want to let you guys know if anyone is interested in this, because I'm about to go on tour, I got t-shirts printed. It's, I got two of them. They're by Jenny Fi. Oh, yeah, and they look like that. <laughs> uh, there's one like that, and then there's a... <laughs> uh, they're, they're wonderful, high-quality t-shirts, yeah. And... Immediately after the show, just because this is, is actually a fantasy of mine, I'm going to be selling them out of my trunk um, in the parking lot. So if you want to say hi or if you want a uh, T-shirt, please come on by. They are high-quality, American-made T-shirts. Okay. So for this last thing, and I'm going to move these chairs off, I have a special treat for you guys. Uh, a couple days ago... I was going through stuff in storage and sorting through things, and I came across this, which was my high school uh, dream journal, which I, <laughs> I totally forgot even existed. And I, I poked through it a little bit, and um, I really want to share one of my dreams from high school, uh, but I thought it was too indulgent to just share the dream from high school. So I've asked my friend, my amazing friend, to do an interpretive dance to the dream journal. And she's never, she's never, she hasn't seen the dream journal or, or heard of it. She's coming straight from a movie set because she's a wonderful actress and comedian. Uh, she was in the Final Girls and she's in the new Pistol Shrimps documentary. Please welcome to the stage, Miss Angela Trimber. 
You look wonderful. All right, thanks for doing this. Hi, yeah, I actually haven't seen you. In a little bit. Yeah, it's nice. It's really nice to see you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> fun fact about me and me and Angela: we used to email each other videos of us crying because we we were <laughs> we were both going through breakups at the same time, and we didn't want to annoy people or. Uh, get back together with those guys, so whenever we needed to cry, we would just cry and just email them to each other. <laughs> All right, so I'm opening up my dream journal, and I'm going to stand here. I will crouch, I will crouch, okay. All right, pulling this up, it was great. Yeah, and this is, this is a purely improvised dance. This could, this could go terrible. But then you'd be like, yay, the show is so thematic. <laughs> oh, I just found something with pictures in it. Um, it, says, it says my trip to France and it has the heads of, of people I knew on the, okay. Uh, all right, sorry, I had this, I had this marked before. Okay, here we go, okay. <sighs> okay, so this is from a day after I turned 18. And I'm not going to explain things while this happens, but I just want to let you know that uh, the John I'm referring to is my boyfriend and Vivian was my roommate. Okay, here we go. I'm going to Berkeley. John, Benny, John, Wang, and various other AP students are there. <laughs> Bonnie is there, and we were filming some sort of project. I'm sitting next to this guy. I think it's Nate Anderson. We have a blanket over us. And I touch his leg and start to touch him. Bonnie looks at me and calls me a whore. I ask if it was wrong to do that, if it didn't mean anything, and she said yes, and that, will, that I will never understand. I tried to tell her it had nothing to do with John. I'm living with Vivian and we're living on a sailboat that's tied to another sailboat. I have a big display of sour candy makeup in the room. There's a girl who's walking around with plaster on her stomach. I call John and he says that he thinks he feels differently. He says he knows I want to see other people and so does he. He says that I want us to go in a straight line while he wants to go in a curly line. Before this conversation, the boats are spinning really fast around campus, which is <laughs> the campus has become some sort of Asian island. <laughs> Gorillas are coming out of the water. There are rainbows. The view is amazing and unbelievable. I try to tell John about it, but he doesn't believe me. He says that he's obviously not that important to me. I try to explain what's going on, but he doesn't care. He says that he wants to be in love with other women, but he doesn't want to see me anymore. <laughs> and he wants to be physical with me. He just doesn't want us to have any emotions exchanged. Then I call him a bastard. I call him a bastard and I tell him to burn in hell. <laughs> Vivian tries to take the battery from a cell phone away. At this point, we're on campus. There are hundreds of pine trees, but we're still near the campus. I want to call John back, but everywhere I go, there are people or I can't get any service. A big group of people are staring at two gorillas that have climbed up a pine tree. I get back into my room. I have to go through a bunch of corridors and a ship to get there. I'm in my room and I start talking to myself. I look and Vivian stares at me while I see her on the floor. She says something about us switching. I try to call John back. 
<laughs> I tried it. A soap opera star, John, John knew the name of, and Vivian was taking a class with, was there. I sort of flash back to a dinner that was in all black and white, except for the pink cheeks of a man and a woman. Dream. businesses. And right now, they need us. So Verizon is connecting big names in entertainment with small businesses around the country. Verizon brings you Pay It Forward Live, a weekly live stream featuring big names in entertainment to support small businesses. Tune in every Tuesday and Thursday on at Verizon's Twitter or Twitch, Yahoo and Files Channel 501 at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Small businesses need us now more than ever.